This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental wellbeing company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your wellbeing mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders. You're accepting of whatever comes your way. You're being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own wellbeing mojo. So join us on our podcast journey where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being. And hopefully, you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. This week's podcast features an extract from our weekly radio show, Let's Talk Wellbeing. Global Wellness Day and um, I don't know if you know but Global Wellness Day um, actually was last Saturday June the 11th. Were you aware of it Les at all? Yes I was yes um, but you prompted me as well so. The thing is these days there's so many awareness days isn't there it's kind of like a day doesn't go by where we're not sort of celebrating something um, so it's hard to kind of keep up sometimes, isn't it? I mean, they're a great thing because they really bring awareness and they help us to, they maybe give us that little bit of a, a steer with what to focus on, what to think about. I was having a look into Global Wellness Day because I thought it was quite um, interesting to find out more about what it was about. And it's actually a social project. So that sits really well with your ethos as a, a community interest company and ours also here at 3B as well, because we're also a kick. Um, and it's all about living well. So that's what they're sort of dedicated to, the concept of living well. And the purpose of Global Wellness Day is to ask the question, even for just one day, how can I live a healthier and better life? And the idea is that we're directing our thoughts as individuals and as a society towards the idea of living well and to raise that awareness. So we can only agree with that, surely, can't we? This idea of wanting to live a healthier and a better life. Would you say oh, so, Les? Yeah, most definitely. It's, I think it's proven that if you start living more positively and, and are, are mindful of your own well, wellness, then it, it speaks volumes. So the main aims of the day are to recognise the value of our lives, to pause and think, even if it's just for one day of the year, to be free from the stress of everyday life and bad habits, and to make peace with ourselves, and to raise awareness about living well and increase motivation, not just for that day, but for the remaining 364 days of the year. And that's our excuse for talking about it um, a few days after it's actually happened because we want to keep that momentum going. Now, I don't know if you know, but the day actually originated in Turkey in 2012. So that's where it sort of came from and is now celebrated worldwide each year. And it falls on the second Saturday in June. So we can all put that in our diaries for 2023. Um, but yeah, I just wonder what you guys think about some of the things there that were listed in the aims, you know, to recognise the value of our lives, to pause and think, to make peace with ourselves. 
Claire, when you and I were talking about this, um, you sort of were talking about the importance of recognising the value of our lives and um, how that sort of relates to our well-being. Do you remember our conversation about that? I do, yeah, because it's about feeling worthy. So um, the the whole premise for me is people very often go down that spiral start feeling bad because they don't feel that they're bringing anything they don't feel that they feel that actually the world's not going to miss them you know because they don't have an impact in the world but actually we all do every single one of us has an impact we all are worthy of something you know we bring and very often we don't know what that impact is and sometimes we will never know what that impact might be but we definitely have one and you know if they're not if that person isn't there anymore you know that can really change and very often we only I I could really empathize with you with losing your mum that that was a big thing for me when I lost my mum and still is and I'm really not good every you know, around her birthday, around the anniversary, I'm really not in a good place to the point where last year um, I went into a really dark place, really, really dark, and and didn't think I had a worth, but we do, and it's having people around you that reinforce that is really good for you, but I think you you really do need to find it within you as well. Yeah. I, I loved the conversation that we'd, we'd had about that, the sort of preamble when we were talking about this, because it's something that relates for me, you know, and I, I find myself slipping into periods where I'm not recognising my worth. And I can, it, it can happen if they've had an upset or a setback or, you know, if something's not working properly, you know, I feel like it's sort of my fault. But also it can just come on me, if I'm honest. You know, um, but being aware of it really helps keeping myself in check and finding ways to remind myself of that worth. But it's not always easy, is it? Because in that moment, sometimes if you're not feeling very worthy or you don't feel that, that what you're doing is worthwhile, um, it's hard to be convinced otherwise. Would you, what would you think about that? I Liz? totally agree with you. I think it's um, it's also very important for us to um, to have that sense of worth, uh, no matter what it is. It doesn't have to be materialistic things. It just happens to uh, even can be like you being there for somebody else, even if it's just a, a shoulder to cry in, or even if it's just that smile that you give that stranger as you're passing. You know, everybody's here for a reason and everybody should understand that, you know, we are all worthy of something. It's interesting how our worth is tied up in our well-being, Mm -hmm. isn't it? I think we wouldn't necessarily, when we think of well-being, we tend to think of maybe physical exercise, think of diet, you know, you think of getting out in the fresh air. You wouldn't necessarily straight away associate that with you know, I mean, we might because we're kind of tuned into that and we've done a lot of work in that area, but I'm not so sure that, I don't know, do you think that kind of in a day-to-day sense we're thinking about it in relation to our well-being? No, I don't think we do. I, I think it's it, most of us, I'm guilty of it as well, um, we only come across it when we're in a situation where we struggle and we think, ooh, this is affecting my mental health or this is affecting me because physically you knock yourself, you get a bruise, it's all visible. 
Hmm. But mentally it's not. It's all in there and um, it's only when it starts to show on the outside that some of us, me as well, I'm guilty of it, that we actually do something about it. I would say that's a big one. I think Mm. that's a big thing. It's very often we know... We know the tools, we know the techniques, but we don't try them when we're in a good place and we expect them to work for us when we're not in a good place. And unless we've built that up, we've built it into our habit, then it's not going to, it's like anything. I always I always say, you're not going to go, not run and not run and then go, oh, I'm going to go in for a marathon tomorrow. You aren't going to do that because actually you wouldn't get very far. You'd oh. end up really hurting yourself. And yet we very often leave this well-being stuff to a time when we're not in a good place and we do need to constantly do that we call it our bank of self so you're constantly topping up this bank account because if you keep giving you're going to have nothing left and you'll be running on empty and actually then you're not good to anybody else as well as yourself you know you're not able to support those people around you so if you constantly top yourself up that enables you to keep going for yourself, but also for anybody who you need to support as well. Like you, like with your children, your grandchild, that kind of thing. You know, it's no good if you're not topping up your self-care, is it? No, definitely not. And uh, I've got two grandchildren as well. So, um, No, I, I only mentioned the one, didn't I? Um, but it's a matter of, like, like you said, it's a matter of understanding that you have to look after yourself. Be a bit selfish sometimes, before you look after somebody else because if you're not in the right place you can't be there for somebody else yeah i totally agree there's there's certain people that if i'm not in a good place i i stay away or i don't contact because actually then i'm not going to deal with them in a good in a good way i'm probably going to come across in a way that isn't really good you know it isn't how i want to be but actually that's self-preservation as well because i'm not in a good place and they can very often trigger things within me so i've learned i've learned for my own resilience my own self-care who to surround myself with, who not. It doesn't mean I don't love them, but it does mean they do impact on me in a, probably in a negative way. And that's really key for me to understand that. But then there's other things that I, yeah, that I do as well. And I think this whole thing about this global well-being, global wellness, it's supporting others to do the same kind of thing and practising and trying things out and maybe... W- you mentioned it before with children, the language that we use with children is really important. I actually think the language with the, that we use with each other is vital because it doesn't take much to knock somebody and words can have a devastating effect on somebody. You know, so maybe think before you speak, um, you know, if or, you know. Yeah, once you've said those words, you can't take them back, can you? Yeah. You can say, oh, I'm sorry, you didn't mean it, but that, that one particular second in time, you did. Yeah. You can't take it back. No, you can't. And I think that, that's the whole point, that we all have worth and we sometimes don't see it in ourselves and we may not see it in some other people, but that doesn't mean we don't have it. And that, for me, this whole thing about worth really struck with me. I just think that that whole word is the... I I know people have said, well, it's just me. How can I make a difference? But you can, can't you? 
everybody can make a difference. You really can. It's like one person has set this invisible up. You know, he, he's come at this because he wasn't in a good place. He's set this up and people now go to that. Same with Nathan. You know, it's one person, but actually you will bring people with you when they're ready to come. And, you know, you will make that difference. It's that little pebble just dropped into the pond and the ripple effects and if you walk away as soon as you've dropped that pebble, you won't see those ripple effects. And I think that's what happens in our life. We don't see what happens, but it happens. Whether we're there or not, it's rippling. And we have that effect on people. Definitely. If you think about emotions and and positive emotions as well as negative emotions, if you think about them, how contagious they are. So if you spread that little bit of happiness, you spread that worth, you explain to somebody else that they are worth they you know they they do bring something in, into people's lives then that will hopefully resonate with them mm. and they will share that with somebody else and like you said it's that rippling effect mm. and that spreads everywhere i, I love the, the thought of spreading happiness and, and worthiness everywhere i think you just did with that song <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah definitely You're listening to Let's Talk Wellbeing with Claire and Sue. I think, interestingly, when um, you're talking about worth, um, I always sort of think, I can relate it actually to our work and to our business. So bear with me on this. Um, What I'm meaning by it is, is that I sometimes think, you know, if I'm not in a great place sort of with what what we're doing or if something's not quite going right, then I kind of think, well, there's lots of people doing well-being stuff out there. There's no need for me to be part of this. You know, there's already loads of things going on, you know. People are talking about it more. We're meeting people more every day who are sort of delivering fantastic projects, And it's very easy for me to kind of, you know, if I've had a bit of a knock, to sort of find myself going, well, what's the worth that we bring? You know, what's what's different about what we do? And thankfully, Claire and I have each other to kind of boost, you know, each other up. But then also we may kind of come in contact with somebody that we've done some work with or we get a testimonial or, you know, we just get some feedback from the radio show. Um, you know, even if it's just kind of one person and then you sort of like, if we can make a difference just with one person, then that's kind of enough. Do you get where I'm coming from with that, Les, at all? Definitely. When I was studying to be an NLP practitioner, my teacher, my tutor, is an awesome guy. And I remember he said one sentence to me and it still resonates with me and it's the difference that makes the difference. Oh, it's the difference that makes the difference. difference. Yeah. How different would things be? If you could make a difference, how different would things be? Claire, what do you think about that? I love that, yeah. It's brilliant. And it is, it really is, because it's sort of, 
Yeah, it's the difference that makes a difference. And actually, I mean, I love people who are a bit different because I just think they bring something unique and I love quirky people. Anybody who knows me knows if you meet somebody who's mad as a box of frogs, they'll all be like, oh, Claire will love her or Claire will love him. Because it is, I generate towards these people because they offer a different viewpoint and it's different from mine. But I think with me, what I do is go, that's different. I wonder why they think like that. And I'm very curious about it. And I quite like that because it challenges my thinking on it. It doesn't challenge me in a direct way. I'm not good at being challenged in a direct way. But in an indirect way, it challenges me to broaden my thinking, broaden my take on life. So there's quirky people, absolutely adore them. But that difference can be made by anybody just by saying something or even doing something we were talking about this walking past and smiling at you and it's sort of like you got out of the car today and i worked out that we'd seen you before but i didn't know that at the time but you got out of the car today and you just had this lovely smile on your face that automatically made me warm to you and i just think but it then made me smile as well and it, it's inf- it is infectious and we, we talked about that previously but it makes a difference and it's sort of like you can make a difference just by walking down the street smiling at somebody you know you never know what that's going to do to somebody saying hello or i'm really big on telling somebody if they're doing like nails what they're wearing if the hair's nice whatever it happens to be i'm really big on telling them me and sue used to work at warrington voluntary action and there was a, a girl who'd come in and it was a new day and our boss was just like, oh, this is Claire, I was coming down the corridor and I just walked past, I was on the way to delivering training and I walked past and I just went, oh yeah, haven't you got fab skin? And didn't even realise, and carried on walking and I heard the boss, Alison, go, that's Claire, she'll always do something like that. And I was like, oh, I wonder what she means by that because I didn't realise, but actually... And I didn't realise the effect that that was having, that people actually always said it was lovely to hear something positive. But I do do it genuinely, and it's something that I'm really big on because I've learned that if somebody's staring at me, I never think it's a good thing. I always think they're going, ooh, look at her, or like, you know, what's she wearing? Or, yeah, she needs to lose weight, or whatever. Her hair's a mess, whatever it is. I never think it's something good. And I think what I've done, I'm trying to do the opposite. I never want somebody to think she's staring at me and it's a bad thing. We went, uh, two friends and I went out for breakfast a couple of weeks ago and our waitress was serving us where where we were and one of my friends turned around and looked at this waitress and just went, how beautiful are you? And I'm a people watcher and we all smiled and said, yeah, you're absolutely beautiful. Hair was good, it was all pulled up her hair but she's just gorgeous. And this was a lady who was like late 50s, 60s. And I watched her. We were there for a couple of hours. And all morning, she had a great big smile on her face. And if it was my friend's remark, then that made her day. Yeah. How lovely is that? It goes a long way, doesn't it? It's a huge way. It really does. So when we think that we can't make a difference, we really, really can. And we don't know the impact that we're having on people in all sorts of ways, potentially. And we may never know. But actually, it's just about doing it because it's a good thing to do. 
and there's so much judgment out there there's oh, so many people I know. hear bad things or are pulled down that actually I, I want us to you know it's a revolution let's start giving people positive praise mm. even if they are a stranger the amount of times like you know if I'm out with my friends or whatever if I go to the toilet they'll be like oh how long is she going to be because I'm talking to somebody in the toilet because I like their dress or something (laughs) like that you know because it is I just think we should do more of it everybody needs to do more of it I would like you to do that today Mm. I would love you to do that you don't know what that person's going through do you nobody knows so you could pay a compliment to someone who is really really struggling that day mm-hmm. and you can elevate them so much yeah. that they get through that that day and they think do you know what i can get through another day and another day that ripple effect again yeah so just one comment can make somebody's day but make that difference so it is the difference that makes the difference, yeah. difference to me. i love claire's challenge as well to kind of yeah yeah let's let's all kind That's of get good. out there and and say something give someone a compliment acknowledge something tell them tell the person that you really appreciate what you appreciate about them yeah you know i've got a big task on me now because i know my husband's listening so he'll he'll expect me to flood him with compliments when i get (laughs) home now well hopefully it'll be reciprocated oh yes definitely so that's all right then So you're listening to Let's Talk Wellbeing and we're chatting about Global Wellness Day and one of the aims of Global Wellness Day is to recognise the value within our lives. Um, So we've been talking about how our worth is tied up with our wellbeing. And um, so that's something for us all to kind of think about, I think, and to sort of notice when we find ourselves maybe not feeling so worthy or we've got those kind of more destructive thoughts coming in. I think we referred to it as sort of being well in your head, in your mind, didn't we? It's kind of like, you know, if I'm in a, what we sometimes call a resourceful state, if we're in a resourceful state and we've been building up our bank of self and taking care of ourselves, then we're more likely to be able to respond in that more positive way. There's some other things in in here that I I was sort of interested to ask you guys about. And one of them was about... um, you know, if we're sort of saying that we matter, I matter, I've got something to bring, I've got something to offer. Within our culture, we tend to find that sometimes we're kind of considered to be a bit big headed, you know, or that we're bragging. Um, You know, so how do we get that balance with kind of our authenticity and and sort of owning what it is that, that, you know, the value of ourselves without feeling like we're sort of being big headed about it? There is a difference, though, isn't mm. isn't there, of being modest to actually, yes, this is what I can bring, you know, to everybody. This is what I'm all about. And like you said, it is being authentic. If you're authentic to yourself, that shows, you know, without you being conceited or without you being, you know, like big-headed or egotistic or anything. So if you're true to yourself, then that shows with everybody else. Mm. I like that, do you, Claire? Because that sort of yeah. fits with that kind of authenticity thing about being yourself and being comfortable in your skin. Yeah, I think you don't have to shout about it. You don't have to constantly talk about, I've done this and I've done this and this is what I've done. But, you know, it, you, you're all right in, that's what you've done. And you should be shouting, at it, like, if it's your business and stuff like that, I think it's important to. For me, there is that line of, you know, that authenticity that you 
oh, doing what you should do, doing like what, when I say what you should do, as in what fits you, what fits your values and that's true at your core kind of thing. And I think it'll automatically come out in anything that you do. And I think people will gravitate towards you. I'm sure you're the same this, Les. It's sort of like, you know, parents will generate towards you. And those that don't, it's okay. They hopefully will find somebody else because, you know, we all, we're all different. We all like different things. And it, it, there's not a problem with that. And that's the same with me and Sue. So people who want to work with us, you know, we can really help them. But if they're not, if they don't buy into us, well, that's okay. They can look for someone else and hopefully buy into somebody else who's doing the same kind of thing. And I think that's important. So when you were saying before, there's lots of wellness and well-being stuff going on. There is, but, you know, personality, authenticity, values come into this so much. And I think like I gravitate towards you Les because I think your values are very similar it feels like they're very similar to to mine and and I know to Sue's as well with what we do because you're you know supporting children to really start to embed this at a young age to feel that they are worthy and that it's okay to feel however they're feeling and that's good within that isn't it yeah, um, I had, I'll give you an example, I had um, somebody come to see me last week and uh, their child was struggling with school, struggling with social uh, aspects of, of their life and everything, but this child didn't want to work with me. And I was disappointed because I know that I can help her to, to make a difference. So instead of send, sending them away, saying, you know, unless your child wants to work with me, there's nothing I can do, mm. then I gave the parents a workbook that I have for the children and I said here we go try this with her and I also wrote a letter uh, of support for her because I couldn't I can't help it hopefully one day she might come back Mm -hmm. but she didn't she didn't and that didn't cost me anything it was just the price of the book and you know a few minutes writing a letter but I feel as if I've made an impact to the parents I don't think the parents will forget you know absolutely if you know what I mean yeah, totally. I think that that selflessness there. That mm-hmm. that's what you're talking about. That actually you you really need to help somebody. So if they if they don't feel like it's comfortable yet with you from that child's perspective, then yeah, do it from their parents. I love that. I do. So we are talking with Les Roberts and Claire's here and we are talking about Global Wellness Day. And we have been discussing the value of our lives and how that relates to our well-being. And some of the other areas that are really interesting about the aims of Global Wellness Day, which was last Saturday, June the 11th, um, is about pausing and thinking, even if it is just for one day of the year, to be free from the stresses of everyday life and bad habits, to make peace with ourselves, to raise awareness about living well and increase motivation, not just for that day, but for the remaining 364 days of the year. So is there anything from that list, Claire, that sort of jumps out for you, that sort of feels good about, um, you know, relating to our well-being? Um, I think we were talking before about this idea of making peace with ourselves. Yeah, I think... I mean, I think that's a big one that very often we do need to make peace with ourselves. 
I just want to say that the song, because it really means this is me and there's a word, there's stuff in that that says about, so you beat your own drum. And I think that's really important that you're not following what's going on uh, externally. You know, you know, this is the trend. This is what you've got to do. You're actually beating your own drum. You're making your own path. And I think if you're doing that and you're living from you, that's helping you to make peace with yourself. I think very often where the peace isn't is when we're not we're not comfortable being our authentic self where we are trying to be somebody we're not because you know society says oh you should be like this or it should be like that or it should be like the other or we've been told by you know parents peers family your friends anything like that and i think you know we've got to live our lives we've got to be comfortable in our own skin and i think the, the drum that we beat will sometimes mean that other people don't get that beat it won't be the kind of beat but actually what you will do is if you do bang your own drum people who hear it and can resonate with it will come to you and i think that's a really big one wow also the words as well um i'm i am me i'm not scared was it i'm not scared of um thing um who i want to be whatever yeah. this is me and it is it's being you being that authentic you not wanting to be a sheep to follow people to you know uh be the same as your best friend or the same as even your sister or you know your brother because you do especially what i hear when people come into the clinic to see me is well a brother did this or his sister did this well that, that's not them they're completely different we've all got our own little personalities our own little characteristics that make us unique and make us stand out from the crowd so yeah i definitely don't definitely agree with that it kind of fits with the whole our philosophy with the well-being doesn't it claire around we always say one size does not fit all and that you've got to find your own way of of doing the well-being of doing wellness of embracing that in your life and things that that might work for you at one time might not work another time but that's part of evolving and learning and growing and uh, it was interesting what you were saying there about I think we do that don't we oh well so and so did this and so and so did that so therefore I should be doing that mm. but like you say if it doesn't fit and then we automatically think oh well there's something wrong with me what am I doing wrong Whereas the message with the song is kind of like, no, carry on, do your thing. You will find your way because if it's right, it'll come through, won't it? I think it's hard though, especially like you were saying, like within families, because I know that's me. I'm very different from my brother, very different. And I'm still learning to live with the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm compared to him, you know, and it's sort of like, well, he's done that and he does... I don't want to. I don't want to be my brother. I don't want to be like him. I want to be like me. I want people to see who I am, not who, not a carbon copy of him. And I think when people are like that, or if they get told that, especially from a young age, which is where, obviously, your work, I think, is really key. We talk about those words again. That can really impact a child. And it can really impact as an adult to go... I've been trying to conform. I've been trying to be more like my brother or whatever, and it's not fit or it's not... Com or I never get told, yeah, great, you're just like your brother now, so that's great. <laughs> you know, you're never told that. It's always... You, you're always not like him or whatever. And I think 
some of that is about going, okay, this is it's okay. But the problem is if you're getting told this from externally, you've really got to take it to yourself. And I think for me that that song, when you're singing it and you're just there and you. <laughs> It's like, Leslie's got this big smile on her face now. It's just like, it just gets you fired up to go, I can beat my own drum, but I am who I am. This is me. And either accept who I am or stop bugging me. Stop talking about what I'm not or anything. Because I'm not. That's not who I am then. This is who I am. And you know what? If you look closely at these people who are really being there, they shine. Mm -hmm. They really shine through. And just but it's hard i'm not saying it's easy to try and do that when you're constantly getting compared by people around you or judged i think it, it does make a big difference so i think that your stuff les just is key yeah i do think as adults we can actually turn around and like you you've said and especially with that song i love that song and say yeah this is me accept me mm. tough if you don't like it, walk away, you know, this is me. But when you're little, when you're young and you live in that environment where your parents or your caregivers are your main teachers, that's their belief system. And it's only when you get old enough that you think, crikey, yeah, you know, and where I, I'm, am I? I'm not blaming parents there because I think, you know, I, I, I honestly believe that most parents come with, you know, the best of intentions and they don't realise that that's actually what they're doing. They really don't. But they need to, like, think about what words are they using. So I think the stuff that you're talking about can really help parents to think about what they're saying to their children or, like you said, caregivers, you know, for what they're installing into that child at such a young age. There's, there's lots of books out there for parenting, isn't there? There's lots of uh, be the best parent, you know, you can do this, blah, blah, blah. But nobody, nobody has got it right, have they? Nobody. I've, uh, I've messed up as, as a parent. I've said things to my children that I shouldn't have said. I've acted, you know, differently for them. But... You learn from them, and I've I've always encouraged my children to be who they want to be. Yeah, um, they're not rocket scientists, but I love them, and they're they're very very special to me. But what's most important is they're happy, and they're happy being them. I think that's really key. My hairdresser is also my friend. Wendy's got um, a son. He's just going through his GCSEs, and you know, having a bit of a rough time, and. All she ever says is, I don't care. I don't care what he does and I don't care what he gets from this. I just want him to be happy. And that's all that I want. So it doesn't matter what he does in life, what he decides to do for a living, she just wants him to be happy. And I just think that's what she's installing into her child. I think that is key. That actually that will come across in everything that she does with him. So that that will help him. So even though he's still, he might struggle, you know, he's not, being impacted by any pressures from her and I think that's really key you know that this kind of stuff helps us so where this peace finding this peace within ourselves can take can take a long time it can it can take decades <laughs> <laughs> and it, it can we can think sometimes we found it and then go oh, oh somebody triggers something with us and then go okay well that's just undone everything I thought you know there's stuff like that but you know, 
it's just a cat about okay well what am i learning from this and like let's try and move forward with it and i think we we can we can find that it's just i'm not saying it's easy because it's not it's not i always um say to my children you can make a mistake you can possibly do it twice any more than twice no it's not acceptable because there's a reason isn't the first time you think, oh, what have I done wrong here? The second time you can say, what have I done and what, what can I learn from it and how can I stop it? Mm. But if it happens the third time, then that's, to me, that's not acceptable. I think for me, it's sort of what you're both saying. It really highlights that importance of having that sort of open-mindedness when it comes to life, but also when it comes to thinking about our well-being, thinking about our interactions and the word learning just came up so many times then when you two were sort of sharing that exchange. It's crucial, isn't it, that we have, we've talked before on the show about having a growth mindset and the importance of that rather than a fixed mindset. And I think that can be quite um, damaging for our mental well-being. And I think for children, you know, to have that fixed mindset from an early start, it sort of, it sort of indoctrinates them, doesn't it? And it kind of limits them you know like you say in their thinking and kind of maybe thinks well this is how I am when maybe that really isn't them and actually if we can encourage them to have a more of a growth mindset and to see things as learning experiences even when they're setbacks and same for us as adults I think by the time we get to adulthood I think I mean I've got a son who's in his early 20s and and you know he keeps saying to me this adulting it's it's harder than you think mum isn't it and I'm like tell me about it <laughs> you know and, and it's sort of and I think he's having that realization of oh I need to be accountable oh I need to be you know and he's sort of always been like that I think a, li- a little bit but he's sort of suddenly realizing oh it's on it's on him and obviously I'm always there to support him and Claire is his inappropriate aunt uh, in inappropriate. <laughs> yeah he calls me his inappropriate aunt because well basically he can talk to me about anything so and, and has done and I just accept whatever it is that he says to me but yeah and then yeah and just because I that's I'm not I'm not prim and proper I'm not if he needs to talk to me about something then I want him to feel that he can. And you know, some things you don't want to share with your mum. Well, he can share it with However you awesome your mum may be, yes. obviously. <laughs> very much so. And he knows that, and he knows how awesome she is. I just, as long as he's got somebody that he can share things with, and, you know, we talk about it. And I'll, I'll challenge him on things. So, yeah, that's what I get called is inappropriate. Um, She's very appropriate, though, having said that. <laughs> but, yeah, I think this idea of learning is... We tend to think of learning as something that we do when we're younger, you know, or education, school, that kind of thing. But life is just one big learning. We're, all, we're always isn't learning. Isn't it? Always learning. I am, even even if it's just a course. Mm-hmm. Or learning, you know, reflecting back, thinking, right, what did I do there? And what am I not to do again? Mm-hmm. Or... You know, anything, if parenting, you know, grandparenting, it, it doesn't get any easier, you know, but it's nice, it's pleasurable. And I, I love being a parent, love being a grandparent as well. Really comes across. So we've been chatting today about all sorts of fantastic things. We've been talking about how our well-being is linked with our worth. We've been talking about just just then in that last segment about making peace with ourselves and I think this is such a big part of our well-being because we're with ourselves 24-7, aren't we? You know? <laughs> There's no getting away from <laughs> There's ourselves. There's no getting away from it. 
<laughs> so it's kind of, if we don't make peace with ourselves, if we are constantly kind of like raging against something within ourselves or pushing back, it reminds me of that phrase, I don't know who said it, it was kind of what we resist persists. Mm. So it's going to just keep coming at us, isn't it? And it really highlights for me just how so much of our well-being and our mental well-being is tied up in what is going on internally. You know, that kind of inward perception, the assumptions that we're making, both about ourselves and other people. You know, the kind of ways that we're responding to particular situations. You know, we have a little bit of a setback, you know, and it's, it's almost kind of like in our brain we can kind of take one path or we can take the other. And are we in that habit of taking a particular path that then results in certain feelings, certain thoughts kind of coming up? I think... What I'm realising as we go on our own well-being journey with 3B, you know, as we have been doing over the last several years, is that it's slowly becoming apparent to me just how much power we do actually have over our own lives and our own choices. But I think, I know certainly for me personally, historically, I think I have lived a lot of it on autopilot and a lot of it kind of just going along with things because I thought that they were the thing to do or that this was the kind of person I was. But actually, I can be that bright, shiny me. You know, I can make those changes. But I've got to do the work. What do you think, Laz? I, I, I do think we'd, we'd have to put some effort into um, to make ourselves feel better. But you know how, um, Claire, before you, you set a task, didn't you? I did. Um, I'm, I'm going to set you two ladies one Ooh, now, right? Fantastic. Right. <laughs> we don't like looking at ourselves in the mirror, do we? It's not very often that we no. sit back from the mirror and go, God, you're looking good, aren't you? Or something like that. Usually it's like, oh don't bother right but if you look at that person in the mirror that's the one person that knows every single thing about you knows all your quirks knows your faults knows all those inner voices you know every single thing about you that person knows and she's still there every time you look in the mirror she looks back every time you smile she smiles back at you so I'm going to set you a task and I want you to look in the mirror every day and actually go, you know what, I really do like you. It's very difficult to do at first, but it's not difficult. Shall I say in the in NLP terms, it's unfamiliar. Mm. Once you get used to it, it is so easy to do. Now, I'm not saying that I'd rock up at the mirror every morning and go... What a chick or anything. Okay. Oh, you need to do no. that, Les. You do. <laughs> I like that. But what I, what I do do is when I'm brushing my teeth or when I'm doing my hair or when I'm putting my, my mascara, I actually look and I go, do you know what, girl? You're doing all right. You know, no matter what you've overcome, no matter what we I have to overcome, mm. I'm doing all right. I'm up for this challenge. Are you, Claire? I uh, You made me a bit emotional there because it's because I'm not good at looking in the mirror and I am very critical so why, of myself. So why? Because that that person is there every single mm. minute of every day for you. You yeah, I, and unfortunately, I'm not cheering myself on from the um, from the from the sidelines. But I need to. I I'm going to take that challenge. Yeah, you do. We talked a bit before about self worth. This has become my my, my show now, hasn't it? Um, we talked <laughs> Go for it. very well. We lines. talked before about self worth, but unless you really do think that you're worth something, you yeah, know, you you can't possibly not look at yourself and go. Do you know what? Yeah, you're all right. 
you've done a good job today and last week and whatever and then tomorrow I'm going to do an even better job love but it. yeah I will do that actually <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I love that yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I wish folks you could just see the little gesture and the little head move <laughs> I know thumbs up click click yeah. Yeah. and importantly the beautiful smiles that are on the faces of my now co-presenters <laughs> I've got another job now <laughs> Yeah, it's been such a fab chat today. Is there anything apart from the challenge that you think you would like people to take away um, from our conversation today? Um, whether it's about, you know, sort of some of the things that you share there, Les, or some of the things that, that sort of been, that's resonated for either of you in our conversation? I would say a big one for me is that... I love the, the challenge part because it's about I've got it within me. Ooh. And I think that's the takeaway that we we all have it within us. We have that power within us to be who we are. So you know what? Rebel against anything else that you've ever been told. Go for it. You can be you. And if people don't like it, then that doesn't matter because you will find your clan. You will find those tribe members that want to be with you when you are yourself and you will be at peace and you will know your worth. Yeah. I think that's a fantastic takeaway. It's reminding me of a conversation I was having with my stepdaughter, actually. She sort of struggles a little bit here and there with school and she doesn't... She's sort of... <laughs> Yeah, I think she's just very bored by it all, to be quite honest. Um, but yeah, she's definitely not a conformist. But, and, and that's what I keep saying to her. You know, it's kind of just keep on being you. Keep on doing your thing. You will find your tribe. They just don't happen to be, you know, where, you, where you're hanging out at the moment because that's what, what you have to do just yeah. for now. But I think that's it. And I think the more that you... It's about what, you, and it's what you're giving off then, isn't it? You're going to kind of attract... You are. Attract that back and attract those people back. Mm. And it really, really does work. And I think it's about, tr we almost have to train ourselves a little bit. And I think this is what I mean by the work, what I was saying before about to, to, to do the noticing, don't we? And to mm. kind of, and what you were saying before about the challenge and the, you know, how we speak to ourselves in the mirror, I'm definitely going to take that on board. One thing I have tried to do and I, I'm better at in recent times is how I talk to myself out loud, because I do talk to myself out loud. And I do hear myself going, what did you do that for, Sue? You know, that, that was a bit idiotic. You know, and they do say our out of, uh, those inner voices were once an outer voice, don't we? So I don't know where that's from. But yeah, and I've kind of started to stop myself doing that. So if I hear the kind of the, what did you do that for? That was a bit stupid. That was a bit idiotic. I'm trying to go, okay, well, that didn't work. What can we try instead, Sue? And then when I do do something, I do do, when I do do something that kind of works out, I am consciously saying, well done for that. You know, like you were saying before, Les, well done for that. You did all right today. Yeah, you're doing okay. Keep going. Yeah, you're not being complacent by saying those things. You're mm. giving yourself a, a little bit of a pep talk, but you're also thanking yourself and, and saying, yeah, good on you. You know, we're, we are doing all right. You know, me and that person who I look, you know, the, in the mirror every day we're, we're okay you know we're a, we're a partnership and you know if I don't like her 
She's not going to like me very much, is she? I love that. We're a partnership. So, but it is. Oh, I'm it's that inner voice <laughs> and that outer voice, isn't it? Mm. That that person who nobody sees you the way you see yourself. Mm. And it's it's. I like myself. I'm not very keen on this shell at the moment because it's a bit too big. But I know that I can do something about it. But I like who I've become now. I really do. I didn't like myself years ago, but I do like myself now. We like you too. We Thank do. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm learning. I'm learning to love. To love me. You know. I'm getting there. What's your takeaway? Um, I just have one sentence to say to you, and that's um, make a difference today. Stand out from the crowd. And make that difference. That was an extract from our radio show. Let's talk wellbeing. You can listen in every Thursday between 12 and 2 on HCR 92.3 FM or online on hcr923fm.com.